A reading from the book of the prophet Isaiah. The desert and the parched land will exult. The steppe will rejoice and bloom. They will bloom with abundant flowers and rejoice with joyful song. The glory of Lebanon will be given to them, the splendor of Carmel and Sharon. They will see the glory of the Lord, the splendor of our God. Strengthen the hands that are feeble. Make firm the knees that are weak. Say to those whose hearts are frightened, be strong, fear not. Here is your God, he comes with vindication. With divine recompense, he comes to save you. Then will the eyes of the blind be opened, the ears of the deaf be cleared. Then will the lame leap like a stag. Then the tongue of the mute will sing. Streams will burst forth in the desert and rivers in the steppe. The burning sands will become pools and the thirsty ground springs of water. The abode where jackals lurk will be a marsh for the reed and papyrus. A highway will be there called the holy way. No one unclean may pass over it, nor fools go astray on it. No lion will be there, nor beast of prey go up to be met upon it. It is for those with a journey to make, and on it the redeemed will walk. Those whom the Lord has ransomed will, re will return and enter Zion singing, crowned with everlasting joy. They will meet with joy and gladness. Sorrow and mourning will flee. The word of the Lord. Our God will come to save us. I will hear what God proclaims, the Lord, for he proclaims peace to his people. Near indeed is his salvation to those who fear him, glory dwelling in our land. Our God will come to save us. Kindness and truth shall meet, justice and peace shall kiss. Truth shall spring out of the earth, and justice shall look down from heaven. The Lord himself will give his benefits. Our land shall yield its increase. Justice shall walk before him, and salvation along the way of his steps. Dominus vobiscum. Et nunc spiritus 
Lexio Sancti Evangelii Secundum Lucam. One day as Jesus was teaching Pharisees and teachers of the law who had come from every village of Galilee and Judea and Jerusalem were sitting there and the power of the Lord was with him for healing. And some men brought on a stretcher a man who was paralyzed. They were trying to bring him in and set him in his presence. But not finding a way to bring him in because of the crowd, they went up on the roof and lowered him on the stretcher through the tiles into the middle in front of Jesus. When Jesus saw their faith, he said, As for you, your sins are forgiven. Then the scribes and Pharisees began to ask themselves, Who is this who speaks blasphemies? Who but God alone can forgive sins? Jesus knew their thoughts and said to them in reply, What are you thinking in your hearts? Which is easier to say, your sins are forgiven, or to say, rise and walk, that you may know that the Son of Man has authority on earth to forgive sins. He said to the one who was paralyzed, I say to you, rise, pick up your stretcher, and go home. He stood up immediately before them, picked up what he had been lying on, and went home glorifying God. Then astonishment seized them all, and they glorified God. And struck with awe, they said, We have seen incredible things today. Verbum Domini. hear of the powerful witness of faith in the gospel today as some men bring their paralyzed friend into the Lord's presence for healing. They brought their friend to the Lord. St. Luke gives us the detail that because they were not able to find a way to bring their friend in because of the crowd, that they went up on the roof and they lowered him down on the stretcher in front of Jesus. They didn't allow an obstacle to prevent them from bringing their suffering friend to the Lord. Often, those who desire to draw close to the Lord will experience difficulties. They will experience obstacles. You can think of the Canaanite woman who begged the Lord to heal her daughter who was possessed. And she was met with an initial apparent obstacle. Remember Christ's reply at first seemed harsh. At first, he did not respond to her. He just simply was silent. And then when she persevered, he made the comment that it's not fair to take the children's bread and throw it to the dogs, but she still persevered. And throughout this encounter, the Lord knew her heart. He knew that she would persevere. He knew that she had faith, and he simply, he wanted others to see that faith. He wanted others to see her perseverance and her humility. And we know that he responded in the end to that woman, a woman, great is your faith. Let it be done for you as you desire, and we're told that her daughter was healed instantly. And we can think of Bartimaeus, another example of being met with an obstacle. Where this blind man was sitting by the roadside and he cried out to the Lord who was passing by, and he was met with opposition. People were telling him to be silent, be quiet, but he kept calling out. And he also was rewarded because of his perseverance. He persevered in seeking the Lord. 
and calling out to him. And the Lord told him, go your way, your faith has made you well. So similarly, in today's gospel passage, we see the friends of this paralyzed man overcoming the obstacle of getting through this large overflowing crowd. It certainly would have been easier for them to apologize to their friend and saying there's just too many people. You know, maybe next time we'll try again. Maybe there'll be you know, fewer people next time. Instead, they got creative. They found a way to bring their friend to the Lord, lowering him through the roof. And St. Luke tells us in the gospel today that when Jesus saw their faith, he said, as for you, your sins are forgiven. The Lord sees our faith. He knows the dispositions of our hearts. It was because of the faith of the friends of this man that the Lord healed the paralytic. So the faith of this small group of friends was instrumental in the powerful moment and working of grace in their friend's life. And St. John Chrysostom and some others as well also noted that the paralytic had faith as well. It was certainly important the faith of these friends brought their, brought their paralyzed friend to the Lord, but he also had faith. Right? He, didn't, he did not uh, give opposition to them uh, bringing him to the Lord. Likewise, as St. John Chrysostom noted, and others, that this man would not have heard the Lord say, as for you, your sins are forgiven if he had no faith. Right? Again, the Lord knows the dispositions of our hearts. He desired healing. He desired forgiveness to be freed. Our Lord was pleased greatly pleased with the faith that he found in this small group of friends, as well as their boldness and their charity. And Christ did far more than they desired. They're probably not expecting to hear those words, your sins are forgiven. They'd wanted their friend to be healed of his physical paralysis. But the Lord first healed the man spiritually, forgiving his sins, which is a far greater act. He went to the root of something deeper that paralyzes us interiorly, and that's sin. And then he healed the man physically as a proof that he had power to forgive sins. The scribes and Pharisees also made a very important point in today's gospel when they said, and they asked, who alone, who but God alone can forgive sins? The St. Bede commented, they indeed spoke the truth. For none can forgive sins but God only, who forgives our offenses by the ministries of others, to whom he has committed this power, both in baptism and penance, or the sacrament of confession. But Christ, by forgiving sins as God, that is, with his own power, clearly proves his divinity. And it's certainly true, right, that only God, only Christ can forgive sins. It's also true that Jesus is God made flesh and that he gave his authority to forgive sins to the apostles after the resurrection. When he breathed on them and said, receive the Holy Spirit, whose sins you forgive, they are forgiven, whose sins you retain, they are retained. And we know that each of us are in need of spiritual healing and the Lord wants to heal us. We suffer from spiritual illness and paralysis due to our sins. And that's why the Lord gave us the sacrament of penance, of confession. The Lord gave us the sacrament to absolve us, to heal us, and to strengthen us. And he also gave us the sacrament of the anointing of the sick to strengthen our souls during times of serious or grave illness. 
We're also reminded in this gospel passage that this man could not go to Christ on his own in this particular situation that he found himself in. He needed help from others. We all need help as well. And we thank God for those who brought us to the Lord and to the sacraments. Whether it was our parents who had us baptized and taught us the faith, or a friend, or perhaps we heard someone speaking about the Lord and about the faith that drew us, that the Lord used them as instruments for each of our spiritual good and for our salvation. And we can also learn from our gospel account today to be diligent with regard to the care of our own spiritual health, our own spiritual life, and in assisting the spiritual good of others. One who's paralyzed relies upon the help of others for very basic needs. They cannot help themselves. This is a good reminder of how we are before God, that we are not self-sufficient. We need help. We need God. And it's good for us. We should be humble enough to accept help, to accept assistance from others, especially those that the Lord puts in our path. Our pride can often get in the way of accepting assistance from others. Another thing that is easily overlooked is the example or witness of how one's faith is lived. How we live our lives is a very effective means in either drawing others toward the Lord or away from him. I'm reminded a couple weeks ago, I think we had in one of the, one of the saints was commenting on one of the readings that we had, and he mentioned that each of us is an advertisement for the Catholic faith, whether we want to believe that or not. Right? If others know that we're Catholic, they see how we're living our lives. And that, in a sense, can draw others to the Lord, to the truth, or it can draw them away from the faith. And so we pray that our faithful witness may always lead others to the Lord. And we do bring our loved ones to the Lord in a very particular way at each Holy Mass. We present them to the Lord, especially during the memento in the Eucharistic prayer, when we have those brief pauses to pray, to bring to the Lord our loved ones, both living and deceased. And like the men bringing their friend on the stretcher to the Lord, again, we bring our loved ones and friends and present them to the Lord and to bless them as he sees fit, as he knows what truly is best for them. One final point is that the paralytic who was healed, he responded, we're told, by following the Lord's command to rise, pick up his stretcher, and go home. And we're given the detail that he went home glorifying God. Not only did he glorify God, but the people who witnessed this were also struck with astonishment, and they glorified God. So the joy seemed to be contagious, the joy which came from witnessing to the wonderful things that God had done in their midst. So we renew our gratitude to God today for those people that the Lord put in our lives to draw us, to bring us to him. And we ask for all the graces that we need to bring many others to the faith, to bring many others to the Lord.